everyone and welcome back to another edition of EastEnders Weekly where we are discussing the episodes of EastEnders that were broadcast to some people between the 7th and the 11th of October. What are you alluding to Ben? Well, there was a big leak this week. Huge leak! Not just on myself. <laughs> you leaked when you found out about the leak. <laughs> um, yeah no there was a leak and everyone was it was discovered in, on Saturday wasn't it that loads of people were watching this week's episode. I know. Far ahead of themselves. All those Ballam fans were on it. Well they were taking still shots of all the Ballam shots mm. uh, scenes and <laughs> I think unfortunately for them there wasn't that much Ballam. I know. But they seemed to be able to ring out as much as they could from mm. the Ballam scenes, despite there not being that many That's to right. talk about. That's right, but we about. kept ourselves pure. We did. And kept the ratings up for EastEnders because they needed it. Bathed ourselves in camel's milk. <laughs> kept ourselves as good people. Mm. So um, if you didn't know about the leaks, the whole week was leaked, but it's all been fixed and sorted now. So it, no more leaks. It was something to do with iPlayer. Yeah, there was like a loophole in iPlayer where you could mm. change dates and just put the episode up. <laughs> just get on with it and Simple watch them. Simple as that. So, so you could have watched anything on iPlayer, technically, but people chose to steal EastEnders. Mm, the series final of something got spilled as well. The capture or something. The series final oh, of that got... the drama. Yeah. But it's interesting that the EastEnders is the one that... I suppose we are more EastEnders-centric. Like Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's one of the like, most leaked things. It's, so it goes to show that EastEnders still has that appeal for people wanting a leak. Wanting more. Mm. Mm. Always wanting more. <laughs> um, and we just got to say as well that we are... We're unofficially... Yes. ...official... Yes. ...podcast for EastEnders. That's right. Got to get that out there every week. We have week. to say that every week. We're sorry. It's the same as when I do the socials. It has to be said every week. Mm. Shall I do my shout out of the week? Oh, yes. We've got that, haven't we? Yeah. We've got that. <laughs> we do. We do. So every week we uh, do a shout out for one of our followers. If you'd like to be considered, you can always get in touch with us down the normal routes, which I'll probably say a bit later on the show. Mm. But um, this week, there's been a bit of debate on Twitter, Ben. Well, after last week when you said you were the best host, <laughs> and I said, well, who says... Who says you're the best host? Only host, I said, as well, remember? Yeah, which I was close to leaving the room when you said that. <laughs> Someone put up a poll to oh, ask yes, who's the yeah. best presenter. Mm-hmm. I wonder who that was. It was Ben Mitchell. Of course it was. Ben Mitchell, he likes to stir, doesn't he? Yeah, he likes to get his name on this show, you see. He does, he likes to have his, his notoriety. <laughs> so, do you want to know the result to the poll? Yes, I do. Well, quite frustratingly, <laughs> 58% of the Twitter nation mm. believe that you are the better host. Oh, so you won. I am the only host, so that's why. Well, it wasn't yes. who's the best co-host. What was the actual question? So the question was, as I'm completely impartial, who is the hostess with the mostess on at EastEnders Week? Okay. Which is our Twitter handle, <laughs> at EastEnders Week. Ben the Camp one, or Alex the Massive Ballam fan? Oh, trying to sway votes there. Mm, and still didn't work. <laughs> I didn't put this up, though. No, I, I need know. to make this clear. He was trying to sway, mm. sway votes. I mean, um, last week's uh, shout out of the week, Kate mm-hmm. said, don't make me choose. So thank you, Kate. I'm glad you She's said loyal. that. Very loyal. Very loyal fan. At Ballon fan, so can't choose. It just wouldn't work without one or the other. So again, thank you. There you go. There's some Ballon impartial fan. people. Yeah, some impartial people. But then we get to our shout out of the week. <laughs> Who is at Little Ms. Lost One? Oh. Is this a shout out, but you're shouting her out, basically? I am. Right. I feel like I'm trying to get brownie points from she her. She wants you to be a bit more bitchy. So come on, lay it out. Get those claws out. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Little Miss. I can't. I can't be horrible. No. I can't be horrible. But she said that Ben is... This is why Ben is loved. Because on your spoiler cast that you posted this week as well, which you can find on our YouTube channel by searching <laughs> EastEnders Weekly Podcast, mm. Ben had said a quote saying, it's taken Louise a week to be bothered to visit her friend. Which it has. And that's mm-hmm. typical Louise. And um, Miss at Little Miss Lost said that, that because of that one quote, you're better than me. 
Let's start being a bit more critical then this week. I expect lots of criticisms. Well, there's Jags. You can talk about him. I'm always very critical. <laughs> Jags, I've got lots to say about Jags. I mean, after last week's false start, he's really not come mm, out there. Still stalling. No, exactly. He's not really come out of it doing too well, in my opinion. But yeah, so uh, genuinely, though, thank you for everyone who comments on Twitter to us, um, including at Little Miss Lost One, um, who is our shout out of the week. So mm-hmm. thank you for getting involved. Right, so let's go on and actually talk about the show then this week. We're going to talk about Jags later, but we're going to start off with the Habiba and Miriam and Ashad storyline because it seems like possibly two more are going to be leaving out of this family. Mm. They're not safe in this country anymore and they want to go home. Yeah. See not, their family. Not because of anything, well, not anything we've done necessarily, but because that... <laughs> what, lived... you personally? Yes. Gone to their house and no, throw eggs. No, we love them. I love yeah, them. I don't want we want more Miriam and Alshad. It's really upset, like by this week. But they, they they had like one story and then got forgotten, and then they're just kind of mm. wrapping up the stories now, aren't they? It's mm. pretty a lot strange. of lost potential with those, though, especially Miriam. Mm. Like when she first came into the show, and she Mick was shot, and she went in and helped him, and she was an ex nurse, and she kept his secret and did him all up, and she was really confident and a bit feisty, but also lovable. Mm. Now she's just nothing well she's she's really weakened hasn't she there's this character she said herself this isn't like her to be she's got this agoraphobic side because mm, of the mugging <laughs> yeah because of that mugging of her necklace the hilarious mugging which i found funny <laughs> well it's just because it looked like it could have been stopped at any point mm, and she looked like it didn't bother her but mm. apparently it has <laughs> well this is the weird thing isn't it because we've said on the podcast in the past that it's just been forgotten it's it's like it never happened and there mm. was that weird it's not like we knew what that necklace meant to her no no she came home she was a bit like oh i'm a bit quiet now but that Mm. was it and they did the shopping and that Mm. was it and then ikra came out and we all just presumed well is is miriam homophobic or is Mm. it related to that mugging she's not she loves it she likes it but she said you're your own confident woman I'm proud of what you've become. Mm. I don't have a problem with your sexuality whatsoever. But that that little girl that stole my necklace, <laughs> she's caused a lot of pain in my life. Yeah, but it's a bit upsetting because it looks like they've not confirmed anything, but it looks like they're both wanting to leave, mm. um, which again leaves Ikra and Habiba like completely isolated because Adam has been announced to be leaving soon as well. Yeah, well, so... this, but again, this is the story also that Adam's wrapping up because you can mm. see it now. It's wrapping up for Adam because their secrets come out by Ikra to Arshad that Adam's a bit of a serial cheater. Mm. He and will... Habib is just like completely over it like all of a sudden this week. Well, she warns Honey quite often yeah. throughout the week, doesn't she? She says, you know, why do you put up with him doing this? And but she's uh... literally gone from madly in love with him to being like, actually, no, you're trash. I want to tell Honey and... It seems like such a 180 on this storyline. Like they've just decided, no, that's the end. I think because also Habiba has realised that Adam probably was having an affair with Habiba and someone else and someone else. So it wasn't just Mm. Habiba he was having an affair with. You know, she said to Honey, you know, he said to me, we were going to be away and leaving at Christmas. So don't trust him. You can't be trusted. Mm. And unfortunately for Honey, she's kind of just said, well, this is a best of a bad situation and I've got to stick with him because of the kids. I've got to stay with him for the children. (laughs) Janet loves him. Because they have Billy for the children then, couldn't she? Well, I won't say, but on the, obviously the autumn preview, um, oh, yeah, Miriam does have some choice words to mm. say to Honey about Billy. But um, we also got hints of a potential new storyline with Honey this week as well, because her and Habiba have that chat and she says, looks aren't everything. Once you've got a family, there's more things you need to look out for apart from just your looks. But then also in the week, she puts on like a nice dress and Adam's like, oh yeah, you look fine. And then Habiba yeah. walks in like hair blow dried, tight dress on, sparkly, makeup, everything. And he's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he double takes almost, doesn't yeah. he? So... And um, we have like small hints that maybe there's like a 
eating disorder or bulimia storyline starting with honey ah but is it that or is she is she pregnant and is that the reason she ran to the toilet yeah no is that what you think i don't think no, I don't know. Why but, would she brush her teeth? Oh, I guess. Well, she yeah, brushed her teeth because she had sickness. Yeah, no, but she keep, they keep saying, oh, have this. Yeah, but maybe this. the food's making her feel unwell. And so no. she genuinely doesn't want to eat the food. It's got to be an eating disorder because of all the hints that Habib is pretty and young and slim compared to her. Mm, her beauty. And she's she's had the past, hasn't she, when she was looking through her old portfolio of model photos. Mm. Is that one of her on the swing looking demonic <laughs> at the camera? Well, I mean, it'd be interesting because we're also. Linda suffered with bulimia in the past. Mm. So I don't know if that's ever going to come up again. Was that after her rape story? It, no, she had it when she was a kid. Okay. But then she like didn't... It was one of those things where they just written it in. And apparently she's always had it. Okay. Um, But they've not mentioned that since. Well, she's going to have her own problems. Well, yeah. She's going to be throwing up for other reasons. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting that they're going this way with mm. Honey. It makes sense for Honey, I think. Because mm. Honey's always relied she's not the brightest spark and she's always relied on her looks to get her by in life i think honey trap. to be fair she exactly her, her introduction her <laughs> yeah her introduction and the reason she's called honey is because she was a honey trap for um billy mm. initially but came on to patrick by accident yes god, god you know like you do patrick and billy very similar people actually i think it might have been the other way around Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Patrick. I think it was meant to be Patrick, but Billy was wearing his hat while Patrick went to the toilet and she oh, thought right. it was it was something like that. I I'm can't surprised remember. Patrick allowed someone else to wear his hat. That's where he stores his, his odd banknotes. <laughs> his old cla- old um old Patrick, you yeah. see. It's Classic. <laughs> Classic Patrick. So um it's not too surprising that Honey is getting very upset because the one thing that she can almost rely on isn't particularly her fallback plan anymore. Mm. And she's really trying as well with Adam and Adam's just kind of throwing it back. I mean she wears the uh, like um, kind of Indian dress, dress as yeah. well, and don't impress him. No, don't no, impress have a him. Yeah, but she's getting suspicious all week because she's like looking at his clothes, and he keeps saying he's away on business trips and going here for a business thing, and mm. she like finds like a hair. Yeah, on one her. one hair on his on his clothes. Could it be Sharon's? Sharon having another go at someone else. It's the baby Adams. Yeah, that'd be a twist. Ugh. Yeah, so she's suspicious. He's like trying to make some weird picnic towards the end of the week. Well, it's because he had to leave. He said, oh, well, you know, I apologise for having to mm. run off to work today. It's probably going to be the one time that he was being honest to her, probably. Well, what was it he said he had to do? He had to do a compact root canal. <laughs> I mean, Don't we all? <laughs> I mean, is, is that a euphemism for something? Is he, is he, is he, is he kind of... Uh, lying in plain sight. Oh, yeah, He's maybe. actually saying to Honey, I'm doing that, but, yeah. you know. I've got do... my own little pocket rocket somewhere. Yeah. Um, and also, Habiba and Ikra, like, spilled all the beans to Arshad as well this week. Mm, I was a bit upset Getting ready with for Arshad. everyone to leave, basically. Exactly. Setting them all up all to fail. Yeah. I was really angry with Arshad this week because <laughs> the first time she said, like, you know, Adam's had an affair with Habiba, he went, oh, one affair doesn't make... No, one mistake doesn't make an affair. Mm. So, all right, <laughs> Arshad. But then that prompted Akira to say, well, it's not just one, mm. it's it's many. And Plus it was when Habiba and their kind of family, and that's when he thought, mm, that's kind of crossing the line there. Well, yeah, because he's being really generous to Mariam and Arshad, because it's National Adoptive Parents Day, mm. which I didn't even know Luckily. existed. <laughs> yeah, it's just time to fall on the day that they're trying to, week they're trying to get rid of all the characters. And, you know, he, Adam's being very generous, buying lots of presents, and he's offered a holiday, and Arshad's been stepped back, and he's a bit like, oh no... Not only has Marion's world collapsed thinking that this country she's lived in and loved <laughs> has become this very unsafe hmm. non-haven. I feel her. Now, the one... I think, let's be honest, her favourite adoptive child, Adam, because mm. he showers her with gifts and love, and he's now become not quite the uh, good guy mm. that she first thought. Such His mask wasted, has slipped. Yeah, it's such a wasted opportunity because like, we only met Adam from their adoptive and that 
there was like a gay couple who adopted that baby which got kidnapped like last year mm. like they're the only ones we've really met but they've adopted like hundreds allegedly and we thought all oh, these really good characters we can have characters come in mm. stay for a bit introduce leave but they didn't they haven't used their potential at all for miriam and ashad there's so much more they could have given well they have a wall of adoptive children exactly don't they? yeah and it would have been a nice source to root from yeah it? so much more potential but it doesn't look like we're gonna get it Right, so let's go on and talk about the Taylors slash Atkins because mm-hmm. there was like two mini storylines this week with them. One with Bailey where she was making her family tree and she felt the courage and she felt safe enough to ask Karen to be her second mother because mm. Karen's done no wrong to Bailey. <laughs> In She's Bailey's been mind, yet, yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately it all comes out this week mm. what Karen potentially had done wrong for Bailey's. Mm true feelings. I mean, Bailey has to put up with a lot doesn't she this year right, and then to find this out it's just horrible. Well, she's always been the one who's been sensibly you know the sensible one the sensible minded one mm. there's been times when we kind of said Bailey is the only one who talks sense in mm. a scene um, and this week Bailey has been quite rightly allowed to be a child and feel and be upset uh, yeah and feel upset over something which you know she had no control over which must be incredibly frustrating too mm. for her. I mean even if you weren't a child, it's such a complicated... What she overheard Karen say to Mitch, because Bailey asked her to adopt her as her, so she could be her mother, and Karen wants to ask Mitch, and they sort of mention that she knew about her mum wanting to kill herself. Mm. But, like, having a child try and understand what she overheard... Well, her own mum, because she didn't want her mum to die. No. And she, it was even her last scene with her mum that she... Sorry, I'm avoiding her name. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying her mum. <laughs> um, Dina, even... <laughs> I wrote it down, Dina. She, uh, Dina promised that she wouldn't, you know, use euthanasia. She would, you know, stay alive for what is naturally as long as mm. she possibly can. And it was only Karen that knew that she was planning to mm. end it. That... No, I guess Bailey's trying to find, this whole time she's been trying to find someone to blame. And I guess this is her excuse. I to think it's trying to find, find... understanding for it too. Yeah. So I don't think she's ever kind of really understood why. Mm. And I think Bailey is almost afraid to talk to Karen about it because Karen might have, the answers that she's looking for if she sat down and spoke to her about dina her mum she <laughs> she would she would perhaps maybe be able to get an understanding and maybe bailey's frightened to get this understand because then this would officially be the ending of her mum mm. so instead of having this dreamlike memories of her mother she's now going to finally or she could potentially find out exactly the reason why she spoke to karen about it and yeah. what, what could and ending problems. on like a a bad memory for yeah. her. like her last memory of her mum is now going to be sort of tainted mm. i guess but i mean she ran away for about 10 minutes yeah good, good amount of time i, I reckon <laughs> she hid in a skip somewhere not as good as diane butcher but a bit better than baby janine no diane butcher did a good stint it was a good <laughs> running away stint and she in fact she had her own kind of spin-off didn't she mm. two episodes of a classic episode <laughs> and um we'll talk about them later mm. and um was it tiff she went to tiff's or tiff found her and brought her to gray and chantelle's tiff house. found her and said she didn't want to go back home to karen's that house, was it. And Taylor's house. Mm. Um, but keegan and bernie, bernie visited chantelle and gray and told them that mm. uh also said bailey's got no friends bernie i know bitch <laughs> What friends have you got, Bernie? Tell me that. Well, Ted's gone. Well, I was going to say, one that's <laughs> left, and who else? Chess piece. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's got Tiff. She's got Tiff. Has she? Well, she has. They're well, not I don't... together anymore. 
they're friends still. I'd I hope so. Know. After the blooming two, three week marathon, which was why is Bernie upset? Because Tiff's dating Keegan. Keegan finds out that she hurt Bernie. Mm. Let's never remember those days. And it was interesting that Grey like felt the need to tell everyone. Mm, I thought really, that was a bit sly yeah, of Grey. Dog. Yeah. yeah. How did he know? Did he just work it out because he's a solicitor and he's good at analysing? No, Karen and... Oh, he, they actually did tell him. Remember they had the inquest um, about oh, Dina? Oh, yes, of course. And uh, Karen, and Karen and Mitch revealed to Grey that she did know that she oh, was yeah, going that to was kill it. herself, but luckily it got acquitted. Mm. So but it's strange that he wanted to tell everyone because normally he likes to set Mitch up. Mm. But this was really setting up Karen. Yeah. So it's a bit strange. Yeah. And it really upset Chantel as well that mm. he'd done that. I mean, this yeah, you're right. This was really odd for Grey's character. I think he... Everything about his character is odd. It's really hard mm. to gauge anything with Grey. And he relished it as well. He mm. really relished it. And he didn't really understand why Chantel was angry at him. To him, he was like, I'm telling the truth. I'm being honest with Keegan. Mm. Why should I... He's. It's almost, I think, a tactic to keep Keegan on board. I think Keegan's his one... Yeah, bargaining he chip. looks up to him, doesn't he? Exactly, and he's able to use Keegan as a, a manipulative tool against, mm. against, especially against Mitch. But maybe now he's using it against Karen too. Yeah. Again, further trying to separate Chantel from her family. That's true. He wants her to be a bit lone, doesn't mm. he? Again, we had those things where Chantel says something and it like goes to Grey, and you don't know how he's going to take whatever she says. Like yeah. she could say. Good morning, Grey. And he could just fly off the handle for... Yeah, what, what do, you do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I hate it. It's always on edge. But he still isn't, like, he nearly hit her again. Mm. But she said, oh, no, baby. And he, he's... He hit the marble himself. kitchen side instead. He did. The marble kitchen side deserved it. <laughs> and then he just disappeared for the night. Told Chantel he stayed in his office. But obviously, <laughs> Officer Jack... Yes, his first, first scene as a police officer. I mean, so in fact, did, did it feel strange to you seeing that? It felt that? ridiculous because he's got personal interest. Because it's on... Mm. Policemen don't work where they live, one. No. You have to work like a certain miles away from where you live. So you don't have to do anything when you know. And he knows Grey personally. Mm. His girlfriend, Denise used to work with Chantel. It's like... Yeah. So that annoyed me. So there's an invested interest mm. for him to perhaps maybe taint the truth a little yeah. bit to get Grey off. No, I completely agree. And you're absolutely right. So that was stupid. Mm. His little suit. And he wouldn't let his like partner talk. The woman, she didn't say anything. She was an unpaid extra. <laughs> she doesn't say a word. She stays quiet, sits in the background and nods. Jack got his little badge out. So silly. But, um... Oh yeah, his DCI badge. <laughs> DCI. DCI branding. Oh, God. Special Jack squad. <laughs> But um, apparently Grey had been seen in a like a nightclub and there was a fight and mm. another man obviously was beaten up. But Grey didn't seem to have any bruises on him. So Grey is a he must be quite a good quite little fighter. Fine little fighter, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I don't reckon he's scrappy. But you'd think he'd be quite weak against other guys. That's why he then takes out on like Chantel because he likes to be powerful over weak people. But yeah, but he you might see seem... that guy is weak as well. Yeah, we don't know what the guy was like. Do I mean, we? After we found out that he had beaten up the guy in the nightclub, I kind of thought that in a few months time there's going to be a scene where he hits keegan what do you think mm. keegan will say something out of turn and he'll see the darker side of gray and then this is when the the It'll twists and turns begin mm. Mm. or he might just keep having because we've got nine months of this where he can't take his frustration out on chantelle yes, chantelle's immune now to any <laughs> we violence hope. God. Well, exactly um so he, he keeps building up his anger and then going somewhere or last week it was punching stuff in the house mm. but this time he actually went out and had to physically get out of him yeah he's like a cool spring isn't he he has to release this energy mm. somehow i mean what's frightening also though is that he says that he won't punch he wasn't going to hit chantelle but not because of chantelle 
Because if she wasn't pregnant, she would have been getting the full mm. force of it right then. Right, so it's because he's she was. He's, I would never hurt the baby. Do you think I would hurt the baby? Mm. And he gets really it... like offended by that. Mm. Doesn't he? It's like, say, are you listening to yourself? Mm. So weird. But um, slight spoiler. We're, yes. We're pausing for spoilers now. Thirty seconds. Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, he did an interview recently. The guy who plays Grey, Toby. Lovely Toby. Lovely mm. smile. Um, he did an interview saying that they're going to be eventually looking into Grey's family, like his side of his past. Right. So coming up. So it's what we wanted, didn't we? Mm-hmm. A few months ago, we said we wanted to see why he's like this, what makes yeah. him tick. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't no. Make it, we should, but we want to know. But we should, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it add a, a third, fourth, fifth dimension to the mm. story of understanding why is that way mm. do you reckon they'll do a flashback to what, your... his childhood yeah like they did with cat oh yeah that really when gave him the kaplunk one. game like, here you go cat that was at Christmas, kaplunk. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah they recast charlie and um viv yeah and everyone thought it was going to be this like maybe a whole episode of yeah. like the retrospective it was like literally the... 10 not even 10 seconds yeah, it was just cat dreaming whilst <laughs> sitting in the kitchen yeah it was ridiculous so, yeah that would be interesting but yeah apart from dci because he asked jack not to tell Chantel, and jack was like well if she comes up in the case, I will tell her. Yes, because she might be a witness. Mm. And he's obviously lied to her, so... Mm. yeah, Maybe what... he'll beat up Jack. Yeah, maybe. Or well, all I'm thinking is, what if they ask Chantel some questions that might probe a bit deeper into the way Grey's mm. home life is? That's true. You know? I don't know if there's... I don't know... Again, I'm not sure how nurses or doctors write notes down, but would they would they be able to investigate perhaps that she went to the hospital and they need to have... Well, like, we don't even that. know if he's got like past girlfriends who he's done this to mm. who might come out of the woodwork. Mm. Just don't know, do you? Um, one other little last thing with this was at the end of the week, Jean saw Chantel walk across um, the square. Yes. She had a little premonition. Well, she, she was a little she, mystic big mo there. Well, Chantel was really happy and um, Kush asked her, is everything all right? She went, yeah, everything's great. And then, yeah, Jean said some wise words. The first mm. one to spot it. Yeah, she said, that girl, she, there's something about her, she's not happy mm. um, deep down. Under so the surface. Maybe so... she should be that mystic person who came to tell Chantel that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for 50 quid, just to tell her the refrigerator's um, moved a bit. But that would be nice, actually, because Jean's that little matriarch cuddly mm. there for people. So that would be nice if she was the one. We didn't really think about that. We were thinking Whitney or linda or something but yeah gene could make sense i think it's also good that they've done it with the slaters because don't forget that the abuse storyline happened to mo slater oh yeah so with gene oh, she might of... have a bit of like, like yeah first-hand experience first-hand experience but also able to maybe talk to cat about it mm. so then there's so there's they're kind of opening up to people who have experienced themselves mm. looking from the outside in and um chantel and jean they've had that little bit of relationship where she did the wig for her so mm. they have got that first bond i guess so yeah that'd be nice nice for jean oh absolutely like i say the more you give the character jean the better because i love that character so mm. much uh right we're gonna go on I know last week we said there's no more features. Yes, and then guess what's happening? <laughs> but there is a feature this week because it's the review of 1990 because it's just finished airing on Drama Channel. So we're going to do a review of 1990 and see how it compared to the low lows of 1989. So here we are to review 1990 of EastEnders. Yeah, we were promised so much about 1990. Everyone we spoke to mm. said, just get through 1989. Just get through it. 1990 is a much better year. It's a bit of a renaissance back into the old school EastEnders. Here we are. And here we are. A bit disappointed, I think. Mm, it was slightly better, but it had like, like, like 89, it had highs and lows. But there was mm. nothing like stand out in 1990 where I thought, oh, this episode is a really well-written episode i suppose the two 
were probably Diane when she ran away when they went to a flashback was mm. very good. And the handling of Mo Butcher's dementia. I was thinking that it's interesting, isn't it, that we thought that the two best stories were the butchers. Mm. So the the yeah, and the, rather than the Bill story, because there was quite a heavily influenced Bill storyline running throughout the year as well. Yeah, all year that ran with Cindy, yeah, Simon and Ian, and the paternity of Stephen. And so you think that because the Bill were the main, they're the first family of EastEnders, that they would be the one that you remember the most fondly. And I think they are, but because everyone remembers Cindy and Ian. But for me, it was the Butcher stories. It was mm. Diane running away and seeing her story when she had run away three months earlier. And uh, and Mo Butcher, the, good, the very good portrayal by the actress mm. of dementia slowly mm. setting into her They were done really well. And like the Ian and Cindy one, it, it was a bit corny, like when he like crashed his car and then he like followed them to some house and like it was cindy's he, parents house yeah wasn't and, he, it? and he kept pointing a gun at the camera but then like nothing ever came yeah, of that, it nothing came of that so he stole the gun from cindy's house and <laughs> cindy's parents got t- took weeks to discover that he'd gone missing mm. and ian got a bit panicked was thinking about shooting simon because he, d- he thinks about killing Simon mm. on a few instances. About four times, I would say, but yeah. then nothing really Well, happens. at one point, Simon chases him into the house and he runs into the bedroom and hides behind the wall with the gun in his hand, ready to shoot, and then thinks, nah, better of it, and hides it back into the cupboard yeah. again. But it ultimately ends with him just throwing it into the canal. Mm. Brought back flashbacks of um when Linda threw that gun into the canal after Stuart oh, sh- don't shooting. Bring, don't bring that up. We're not doing that review yet. <laughs> um, I mean, we said goodbye to a few characters this year. So Rod left i was sad to see rod go yeah. i always felt they never utilized him very well he was mm. always a bit of a extra yeah uh we had kathy's love life which doesn't go well because she was dating that guy called laurie and he got axed and pete was dating that new zealand woman barbara and she then got axed mm. so it was it was like having another year of transition which may be why it's a bit patchy still i guess so it, it wasn't it another there was another executive producer introduced yet again wasn't mm. there in 1990 yeah, so they had over. so they had that year that bad year we we we've been through a bad year of eastenders with a bad executive producer <laughs> it takes a long time to it, it does you have to <sighs> and sometimes you need an interim executive producer to kind of patch the ground up ready for a very ex- excellent executive producer mm. I mean, another really good storyline, like midway through the year, was Nick Nick Cotton. You know, throw him out. He gives you a good storyline. Yeah. But he's trying to poison Dot, which was done quite well. It's quite. I thought harrowing. it was a bit camp, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I found Dot it... Cotton is camp. Mm, especially knowing ahead of what's going to happen in 1990 with Nick Cotton, which is a really dark story. Mm. Doing this, I thought was a bit silly and over the top, and I don't think. Even in Nick's heart of hearts, I don't think he could ever have gone through with it, with killing his own mother. He could never have done that. Can we say that? He appears again and again and again. I know, but then that's where he gets more and more desperate. By this point, he's still not at that, you know, that no. heightened Nick, you know, desperateness where he's, you know, all Dot had won was the, the newspaper lottery. Mm, when like, numbers had come in. Yeah. 10,000? Not even that much. 5,000? No, I think it was 10,000 pounds. Mm. She won quite a hefty amount of money today, so... You know, she doesn't need the money now, now does she? She's <laughs> inherited millions. But at the time, that was a big deal for her. She was even considering retiring from it. Mm. We also had all you know, lots of characters left. Marge Green left, Julie left. Everyone from 1989 was axed. I think Marge's Gone. was a sad ending. Because oh, yeah, she, her was. whole story was how she was depend- her mother was dependent on her. She had to look after her the whole mm. time. She put off her whole life. Yeah, for her mum. Even her love life when they went away to, was it Skag's End or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, she fell in love or she fancied this guy and he was like, you know, come with me. She was like, I just can't. Then her mum died. So she wasted that she opportunity. Free for like a week. 
Yeah, and then she decided, oh, you know what? I've done it my whole life. I might as well just go back to caring for someone else's mum. Mm. And she turned out to be like a really horrible person. Mm. So, you know, the rest of Marge's life was probably miserable. Yeah, really harrowing. Yeah. And even Dot warns her as well. She mm. says, are you sure about this, Marge? Is this something you really mm. want to do since you've been <laughs> complaining about it the whole time you've been on the soap? Mm. So it's like she didn't know anything else for her life. But mm. yeah, you just know the rest of Marge's life was probably miserable. So that's a bit depressing. <laughs> and um, Julie Cooper, she slept with Grant because Phil and Grant got introduced this year. Didn't mm. really have much of a storyline this year. They kind of just slowly integrated themselves into the show. I have to say they, they were introduced well, though. Mm. They were introduced as kind of these fun characters and you slowly learn more and more about their past. More Phil information. Mitchell, fun character. We, they were. They Gosh. danced with Ethel in the pub, yeah. didn't they? They had a little jig. and the, But they were slowly introduced and you started to learn more about their past, their history. More family members were introduced when Sam came onto the square. Oh, yeah, wet drip Sam. Yeah, you heard a bit about Peggy. She's got a new man. She's the <laughs> so, new man. Doesn't, doesn't care like... about her kids, apparently. Yeah, yeah, she goes away to, what, Tenerife without them, <laughs> leaves them at Gatwick, and then phones the boys. That's not the Barbara Windsor we know, is it? Not at all. We have that weird storyline as well, which was a bit 2017, where, like, the council were trying to take over the square and demolish it, mm. and Pete Bill and all the traders. Like, there was a weird loads of characters who weren't really characters of traders. Yeah, there was the old guy who was the head of the council, the, the Traders Association, mm. who then lost the job to Pete after Kathy started a campaign that Pete would be better. Uh. I mean, the whole time, Pete's little speeches just made me more angry toward Pete. Yeah, he was. it wasn't a good year for Pete. Even it really for Pete. wasn't. But a lot of his stories kind of started and then just ended prematurely mm. all the time. They didn't get rid of him. But they succeeded in not getting the, the market closed down. Yes, they did. Because Michelle had like her, her... She didn't really have a storyline this year either. She had that weird one where she was dating that married man but didn't think it was wrong but then wanted to be with him and it was all a bit weird. Oh, yeah, because the wife came over and spoke to her mm. and she still stayed with him. Yeah. Really odd for that for Michelle. Not good for Michelle. And then she got the job at the council. Mm. Um which then she quit and was all family and doing it yeah, for the Looking community. after the market and the community. Well, she let in Phil and Grant to steal documents and paperwork mm. to prove that the council have been fiddling. Ben. They, were yeah, bent. they were bent. They were fiddling the papers and taking backhanders in order to let this new development build in Albert Square. It's a story that we've heard quite recently as well. Mm. So there was, there was a lot of misses. Like the, there was a new family introduced and like 80% of them are misses really. The Travara. Travara family. Trevier. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Sorry, we're butchering that name. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, half the year I couldn't even listen to their storylines. It's just so boring. Like, one of the sons is ill. The family, like, mother him and don't let him be a child. Mm, he had, he a bit... had a sickness when he was younger, didn't he? And he had an attack of this sickness. And mm. since then, they don't like him doing anything too physical and too, too much. You know. But that, they're a case of, like, not being introduced well because they just were confined to themselves mm. for most of the year. Yeah, they really didn't interact. The only one who did was Jules, who interacted with Dot, because mm. Dot's got a bit of a soft spot for him. Uh, and uh, Clyde. Clyde was introduced as well. Clyde was let out to into the open air to have a job at the Vic. And I thought his story was quite interesting, where he had a child with a woman who died, and so the grandparents mm. were looking after the kid. Claudette. I was about to get to that. <laughs> one of the grandparents was Claudette's first appearance on the soap. Yeah. One of three <laughs> as different characters. That's what you like, isn't it? Uh, we also got introduced to the new Mark Fowler, which we know at the time he 
ends up being on the show as one of the longest serving male actors. Mm. And he's all right, actually. I always remember Todd Carty's Mark Fowler being a bit wet and a bit of a drip. Yeah, a bit of a drip, yeah. But he's actually quite interesting when he was mm. first introduced. because he's still a bit of a bad boy at the mm. moment. He gets softer and softer as the years go by, doesn't he? But he's got a secret. He keeps... He keeps stopping him to tell them. Yeah, doesn't. there's something. And I don't think they find out or the secret is revealed for a very long time. It's very well handled, actually, because obviously we know. I don't think this is a spoiler to it, to, to no. release the information that <laughs> Mark Fowler was obviously HIV positive. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that that's the underlying story with him by the way he interacts with women. So he's he gets yeah, close to Diane. Close to him, yeah. yeah, but then when Diana wants to get closer still, he pulls away and doesn't want to. And he's not drinking anymore as as, as heavily and he doesn't smoke and he's leaving a very healthier life and possibly because of medication mm. he's on. So, yeah, it's really well written and he's integrated with the cast really well too. Really good, actually. It is very good. One of the better points of the uh, Fowlers because Arthur got stuck just you know, digging something up from an allotment randomly and didn't really lead anywhere. It was a really strange story, wasn't it? Mm. He was looking into the history of this trumpet <laughs> and then he fa- he got given a music book of a song that the guy mm. had written and it was a hit in, like, wartime England mm. and he insisted that they played it. But you never heard the song. Mm. Every time they were going to play the song, they would cut to another scene and then you cut back to everyone in the pub just kind of looking a bit puzzled and confused mm. by what, what what's so special the about this song. The whole storyline was just weird. And Proper we, filler. We're also obviously saying goodbye to Simon and Cindy, which they've been in it for quite a while. The pub gets a new landlord, Eddie Royal. Yeah, that was a stonker, wasn't it? I know. I mean, he didn't even have a storyline for like the first four months and then he had like two weeks of storyline, which was the most weirdest made up. Load oh, yeah. of police nonsense I've ever heard. He got arrested, and you found out that he was, as a you knew he was an ex police officer, mm. but he 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 was charged for corruption, and then he was to give evidence against someone who was corrupt, who was going to get a promotion. But that person wasn't a corrupt person; it was someone else who was in the force, <laughs> and he found out during a pool party for his yeah, daughter. It was so weird. It was really odd. And he and just kept no appearing sense. in different places, scene after scene mm. after scene. It was, it was like they condensed a whole like three months worth of his story into like two two episodes. It reminded me a bit of Dickens Hill when they filmed all the Dirty mm. Den scenes off and then they kind of put it into the episode yeah, for nine months. In. It was just, yeah. It was really odd. But they, as you said, it just jumped from one to the next and it really made you kind of not care for Eddie Royal because you didn't learn any character development about him, mm. only about these characters that you then have to write off and forget about. Another dud for Kathy, like for her I love know. life. Her love life is really know. desperate, isn't it? Dud after dud after dud. And then obviously we end the year with Simon and Cindy leaving after like their year-long storyline, which I suppose there was the only way they could go in the yeah. end of it because no one would accept them in the square. I mean, and also it's, life was getting hard. Ian was definitely interfering with simon's work life yes tries to kill him again by mm-hmm. cutting the brakes and panics because he sees that baby steven's in the car as well and so yeah. stops him and he gets him fired and makes him makes everyone feel of think that he's been stealing money yeah again it's like sharon saw through it immediately <laughs> because then ian gave him a job to work in catering and said oh you never believe it he's stealing from me mm. now and it's like oh come on I ian know. ian he got away with it when he got him fired from the vic and i thought okay that was quite clever of you ian but mm. maybe stop there and then he did it another time and then said oh 30 pounds gone missing yeah. it's like oh for god's sake ian but then he also does it a third time as well it's like <laughs> so yeah he does he was pushing his luck there a bit but it was hard to feel sympathy for cindy simon or ian really because they were all oh they were as always bad, as bad as one another exactly they were all trying to one-up each other it, it was a game sharon quite clearly described it it's a game between them all and it's interfering with the life of a child which is sick really 
They, they weren't thinking about this Stephen's life. They were just thinking about themselves. Apart from Cindy, to be fair. Cindy was the only one who kind of wanted to step back from it mm. and insisted that really we need to just leave and go. And so, yeah, they said goodbye for the last time. They did. They went. And the other thing that was going on was obviously Diane left in the beginning of the year, but they also brought in her friend that she met when she was homeless at the end of the year as well. So that's quite good. And she was pregnant and mm. she left a baby on the doorstep. So Yes, and I think it's, there's more of that to come as well next year. In 1991, I think. Not, not 2020. No, but um, yeah, that was really well done. Diane's whole arc was really good. Apart from yeah. the weird like statue of her. Oh yeah, that guy who who <laughs> the she, artist who paid her when she was homeless to mm. to model, and yeah, and then he stomped the statue in the middle of the square, and, and everyone knew it was her. <laughs> but it didn't look anything like her. Yeah, it was really really strange. Yeah, really that was strange. very odd. Lots of um questionable choices. Mm. Like Sam Mitchell was a bit of a drip, and she was. But talking about questionable choices, Sam and Ricky's relationship blossoming. Yeah. Yeah, because they went to a theme park for one episode and there was like a gay With her gay friend, friend, yeah, who Ricky got jealous Mm. of. But then Ricky bought a van, which we've not seen since the barbecue party. Oh yeah, the camper van. But I thought they were meant to be going away in it. Like he fixed it up in a miraculous amount of time. (laughs) And then nothing was seen again. We've not even seen it on a square, parked anywhere. (laughs) Bizarre, isn't it? Mm. Very odd year. I mean, people hyped it up to be like the next coming of Jesus, but really (laughs) it was... It wasn't. It was just as fake. It was. It was. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was okay. There was no, like, massive standout. I think 89 maybe had a few, like, when I was watching it, there was some real standout moments, like the domestic abuse bits. Mm. But this year, there was just nothing really, nothing massive. I don't I think it was any up. better than 89. No, or worse. Not better or worse. Yeah, middle ground. It was mm. nice in between. Mm. What a shame. C minus. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you going to rate this year's then? We give him a rating. Mine's um, C minus. I can't remember what I ranked it last time. Um, I'm going to give it. I didn't think it was that bad. And there was, the, the, I have to say, the end, the back end of the year was much better. From about mm, September. <laughs> yeah, but from September onwards, when the the new kind of era had started its flow. And no, it started September had better. the Eddie Royal Police two weeks, though. You see, that's what really brought it down for me. Okay, from October onwards. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to grade it in two ways. I'm going to grade it from the beginning before October and I'm going to give it a D oh. minus. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But after October, when the bigger stories came in, I'm going to give it a C, just a C. Grant in his pants, B plus. Yeah. I mean, you've got a thing about the young Mitchell brothers. Yeah, I know. You really have. <laughs> it's strange. And another thing I spotted is that if mm. you look at young Phil and Ben, the new Ben Mitchell now, they look very similar. Mm, so shave the, his head. Yeah. So the casting is... Very good in that instance. So uh, for the casting of new Ben Mitchell, a B plus. <laughs> Which had nothing to do with this. No, just thought I'd join in. Well, there you go. That was our review of 1990. And then you can tune in in a few months' time for our review of 1991. Mm, and keep watching the classic episodes on the Drama Channel in the UK. Okay, let's keep going. What? On the Bex train. <laughs> Sorry, no doubt I said that a lot when I... <laughs> yeah, Pete Bill. Um, but we're here with Bex. The Fowlers are continuing to this day because we've got the the like, aftermath of what happened to Bex last week where she's in hospital. Martin, obviously dark and broody last week, turned up. Still hasn't washed, still hasn't showered. But which turned you on, bizarrely. <laughs> Excuse me? You on Twitter, you said, oh, is it just quite... me or is it really hot? He looks dirty and I didn't really say grimy. It like that. I said, you, that's how it read. Is it just me, or does Martin look a bit hot? 
He did look good. Hashtag dirty. Hashtag unwashed. <laughs> he had a bit of Arthur Fowler hair, though, which I noticed, which I like because he is Arthur Fowler's son. Isn't he, though? Isn't he just like from this week? The, not so much maybe with the scenes with Ben, but the scenes with Bex and his protecting his family and mm. um, with Sonia. It, it really Salt. did. Well, Ben called him Salt of the Earth. But mm. yeah, just like my dad. That's what he is, yeah. It was really nice, actually. I like that they kind of brought out the Arthur in him. Mm. And then it did get a bit more... Pauline. A bit more, yes. A bit more Pauline with the frying pan later to the end. <laughs> but um, but, but yes, no, it's great to the, have that link. Because it, don't forget, months and months ago when Dr. Leg came back, he said they had the troubles and the worries of the world just like his father. He did, yeah. So it's it's really good that they've done a throwback mm. and they've remembered that Martin Fowler is the son of a legacy character. Two yeah. characters. Born on the show. Born on the show. Still here today. Yeah, his mum got her own taxi and went to the hospital and everyone wondered where she went. But I mean, he's stuck in like a hard place because he's got his family here. <laughs> Does that make you laugh? Does he? Hard place? Anything he's to stuck say? in a hard place. I'm just... Well, we all like to be stuck in a hard place with Martin. Um, he's here with his family, Bex. <laughs> <laughs> who needs her dad you know she came out through the door says oh are you staying dad and mm. looked him little puppy eyes and then he's oh you can't be you know no no, no you no, can't no, be no. angry at Bex for that i'm not Bex... i thought it was really sweet and i thought actually my heart does go out to you Bex, because oh yeah she's screaming out for like please like just mm. stay here i've literally just tried to kill myself i'm calling out for help dad yeah please could you just stay and then on the other end he's got stacy on the phone um with all the kids what's a cameo vocal Stacy this week she's right on it didn't she she yeah. recorded them from home do you think yeah, on the phone yeah. yeah so they didn't even have to add the effect of the phone <laughs> the ba- right. baby needs feeding but I'll do it quickly <laughs> one take wonder Stacy she fed him while she was yeah. doing it she's a, she's a young mum so um, that was nice that we actually heard Stacy's voice because they never do that and they no, didn't have to do all. that and they didn't have to it In was fa- nice it was, yeah, it, it, yes it linked it reminded you that, you know, Stacey's still there. She still exists. So mm. it kind of made it more real. I mean, there were so many conversations this week. Um, I think she had three, didn't she, on her phone? No, I think it was Stacey. only two with Martin. Oh, was it? But what, what I mean is there's so many conversations with characters this week, which felt really real. And mm. there was a really conversational good... Conversational ones. Yeah, mm. the conversational conversations. I don't know. It just felt really good But watching them happen. Um, there was a really good one with Sonia and Martin. And I don't know. I can't remember mm. seeing And exactly. the one between Jean and... Was it Jean and Martin and Kush? Like they were just randomly chatting. Oh, there I remember few, now. It's when Kat, Martin and Kush bumped into each other at the hospital. Mm. And it was just... It was amazing. The writing was... It was like watching two people... It was like you were sat in the waiting area watching these three people having a conversation in real life in hospital. Honestly, mm. it was brilliant. Really well done. Kush asked how Bex was. Martin asked how Arthur was. And it was just... I don't know. I just... Yeah, just sucked natural. me in. It was a natural conversation. I love... um Because we had more like chats between Martin and Kush. Little... BFFs weren't they again? Yeah, yeah. He filled him in like, oh, Ben got shot. This happened. Didn't <laughs> tell him that Hunter died. Didn't seem to care about that. Mm, Hunter's not that important, really. No. But um, yeah, that was nice. Just a little catch up between two girls. Although he should have told him about Hunter because Bex, <laughs> Bex offered to oh, take yeah. over Louise's place in the uh, hostage. Yeah. So really, that was quite important <laughs> that she, and again, quite important for the whole scenario of Bex. Then perhaps Bex wanted to get shot mm. by Hunter. And um, we have more scenes of them basically informing us how, like, the system works with they've assessed Bex and she's allowed to go home. But mm. don't worry, she's got 
like nurses coming in, checking on her, asking her about her mental state and things. And um, she says that she regrets what she did. Trying to talk in front of Martin and Sonia in the house, which was, seems a bit difficult for Bex, I thought. I think she was very open, though. She yeah. said she felt trapped. She said she saw no exit, no way out other than the route she decided to take, mm. ultimately. But Sonia now... still mentions university. <laughs> I know. I mean, Sonia, get over it. Just don't say that word. She's not going to uni. She should be it's in like freshers trigger, week. trigger word. I know. University. <laughs> it's like a magic word. Like, sirens go off every time it's said. Um, but it was nice to be a little bit of curse previously known as Dottie mm. you know showing her more feisty side but she's just been real well uh, she uh, quite laying out how said, it is yeah she rightly said that if we were more honest with one another like we're tr- I'm trying to be around the breakfast the breakfast table <laughs> the breakfast Bexfest, that's the good breakfast yeah. yeah breakfast club <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, no pussy fitting around. She just said said it how she is, and I think Bex kind of appreciated it. Mm. I think we all did, really, because mm. Sonia Sonia's so difficult to kind of open up with. Mm. Yet, yet She's really, like overly mummy, but, but she doesn't listen either. It's like when she had that conversation last week with Lisa, and Lisa was desperately trying to say to Sonia, "Are you really?" listening to what bex is saying to you are you suddenly started talking about something completely different it's like oh sorry were you saying something lisa mm. so i've got to go on karaoke hurry up <laughs> yeah, yeah i've got dancing queen to sing to <laughs> while my daughter commits suicide come on <laughs> yeah, i mean that was all with bex really we had a little cameo from dot she's still awake with every now and then stunning glasses may i say Who, dot yeah did you not see them no they i look... she's got bad eyesight now hasn't she uh, yeah in the story she had cataract oh yeah <laughs> and she drove her car down the wrong way with the motorway <laughs> yes it all went off with Dot that week. Um, <sighs> but yeah, she's got some lovely Stephen Taylor style glasses. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of like upside down. So like the bottom rim just touches the bottom of her eyes. And then the top of the rim is going just above her forehead. I love that how she doesn't like people mumbling on film and they're not very good actors. And it's mm. like, Jude Brown, you're quite the mumbler. Oh, do you think? I yeah, didn't think that. Yeah, she's quite mumbly. Isn't no, she, Jude Brown? she's yes, very she pronounced. Is. She's no. got a very unique way of saying delivering her lines no oh i couldn't disagree with you more her hearing as well can't quite hear what they were saying once the subtitles on yeah yeah well bex was getting a bit wound up <laughs> i mean i think bex was considering going back upstairs and looking for those pills again <laughs> at that point because dot, Poor was dot going... probably yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a pillow just motherer she um she was yeah she was going on a bit about the film um i was a bit sad that we didn't see a clip of the film this week they made up a tv game show for lola to watch mm. take the money take the money lola <laughs> shouted at the tv to this fake yeah, that, game show. Yeah, this didn't look real. They it should have shown um, Danny Dyer's new game show, shouldn't they? The Ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing meta. Release the balls. Um, or Weakest Link. That used to always be their go-to. Whenever they showed like a TV clip on EastEnders, it always used to be the Weakest Link. Mm. They should have shown um, the one that Arthur went on to. Oh, Cat like, and Mouse. Yeah, they should have had that still be played. What, still with, on, the with, revamp. With classic TV in the corner. <laughs> um, so talking about um, Lola and her game shows, let's move on and have a little chat about Martin's involvement with uh, Big Ben this week. So when um, Lola was shouting at her game shows in the middle of the night, that's when Ben like noticed someone gave like a little car to Lexi, and it was the same car that obviously he stole from the Panasar brothers. And then he w- walks outside, that's when he sees Martin for the first time, yeah. he's a little broody. They kind of give each other kind of stares, don't they? Mm. It's the first time that they've seen each other. <laughs> so in a long time, after Ben obviously kicked them out of the square by... Uh, mm. And we had all sorts of scenes this week with um, the two new brothers, which we have a lot to say about. I mean... Another it... kidnapping in a white <laughs> van, which we've seen lots of um, this year. Mm. It was even worse than Louise is stuck in a container, I mm-hmm. feel. Um, oh, I love Louise stuck in the container. <laughs> That was, come on, that was... Yeah, but Lola... That was camp fun. Yeah, but this one was just... 
Well, any situation. There's so many problems with it all. Any situation where a character is more loathed in my heart than Lola is going to be a bad situation. Because yeah. it did make Lola look quite good. I liked, yeah, Lola this looked worrying. better. First, <laughs> it's unfair to say this to Lola, saying better in comparison, because actually I quite enjoyed Lola as a as a complete package this week. She was yeah, a bit yeah. feisty. First she, time for everything. Yeah, she was a, she was interesting. She kicked she, people in the balls. Still, still not a good mum. Just palming off Ben, uh, palming off Lexi to Ben, mm. and always teaching Lexi no really, um, really bad manners as well. Like mm. she's pretending she was sick, and Lexi was like, "Yeah, that's fine, I'm busy." But then she was just upstairs, and she made Ben stay home. It didn't well, make that's any what sense. I was going to say. Yeah, so Lexi was ill, had a bad stomach, blackmailed her dad into giving her ten pounds by doing, you know, doing something for him. Mm. Just keep quiet for five pound. <laughs> no, ten. And yeah, the whole time Lola was busy in commas, but mm. she was upstairs. Yeah, and, and then she came downstairs and like took a photo of Ben. So she wasn't yeah. busy at all. And then posted on social media. So yeah, very bizarre. I mean, a lot of this storyline is bizarre to me. This whole gangster and cars and money, I hate it. I just hate these storylines all the time. It reminds me of mid-90s EastEnders. Mm, I don't mind like, these them. dodgy car deals. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I, I, I hate it more when they have a head honcho. Like they have like the, the head of this kind of mafia style mm. outfit. Karat. He but head I don't honcho? think he is. No, I don't think he is. I just think that. Well, they're, they're having saying that they had that warehouse. They had <laughs> that, that 4K TV randomly Ugh. plugged into an aerial in the middle of the warehouse. It was so stupid. And like the the bodyguards were sat on the sofa watching like TV. Homes under the hammer. And it's like for God's sake. Yeah. Do you reckon they were watching oh. um, Crime Watch Live on <laughs> daytime BBC One? It was so silly. It was like that awful series of Prison Break where they were in that Mexican mm. prison and like the top dogs of the prison were, had that like cell and they had little, like, a TV and they were all round with rubbish everywhere. It's like, oh. Mm. And he kidnapped um, Lolo and he had Little Mix playing. But this is a bit Jags. Silly. So yeah, yeah Jags, Jags kidnapped. So this is where my hate for Jags continued. Mm. So first of all, he was singing to Little Mix in a van. <laughs> So no. you're meant to like feel like, oh, he's funny and lovable. Yeah, which is what well, they're already, yeah, they're already planting that idea into your head now. Like, um, oh, don't worry, he's a bit, he's a bit dim, so mm. he's not really that bad. Then he takes photographs of Lola while she's walking out the chemist. Yeah, you, you're pretty or whatever. He, he will also say, you'll do, which is <laughs> just disgusting. Who doesn't even know who she is? Well, no, he kidnaps his person. He saw her leaving yeah, Ben's house. Yeah, but that doesn't house. mean anything. Well, no, the exactly. men that leave Ben's house could be anyone. That's true. Although she doesn't look like a postwoman or anything like that, does she? <laughs> she could be delivering for Amazon, to be she fair. She could have been one of his many nights, one night stands. But no, I mean. because also we know that Ben's... Yeah, we know that. Oh, they know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure most of London knows that Ben... <laughs> They've all been there. Yeah, exactly. He's probably seen them on Grinder like, already. <laughs> so he's just there. Oh, there's another one. There's Jags. It's <laughs> oh, a little no. mix. <laughs> I think I'm worried that they're going to set up a Jags and Lola relationship. Although so she's with Jay, isn't she? I forgot about that. But I don't care. But they kept yeah. like hinting at it because mm. she was all feisty and hated him and he hates her. So they'll probably get together. She need him in the Which will make sack. Lola even more detestable if that does happen. I mean, Lola and Jags would just be an awful couple. <laughs> what is it? Loags. Mm. See, I don't like Jags. I don't like the kidnapping. I think it was stupid. The... Hang on. I haven't finished with Jags yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is more. Yeah. There's more. <laughs> So then he he feebly like tries to get Lola into the van, but then later is able to take Ben on his own into the warehouse. Yeah. He apologizes to Lola, says, "Oh, no hard feelings." Thinking, yeah, like it was just a bit of fun. yeah. Oh, ha ha ha! You know, I just kidnapped you. It's like it was yeah, like say it was like mm. it was like hide and seek or something. And it was stupid. Like Lola just wasn't bothered. She just got un 
like they undid her hands and she just walked out like no, she, nothing happened she need him yeah and but, like deal with it it was a bit like <laughs> like an everyday occurrence for lola this apparently she wasn't phased or bothered or upset or it probably is an everyday it was occurrence so stupid lola probably again goes on the tinder and probably says i enjoy getting tied up and also the problem with ben i've had this week is how his his morals don't make sense mm. like they're all over the place aren't yeah they? because beck's literally tried to kill herself and he was like being all hard to ben and oh i don't care martin but then at the same time when they slightly threaten lexi he says to martin we've got to do this we've got to help lexi it's my daughter Mm. so so they should be relatable on that side well also ben showed a caring side when he asked tubs to get money from karen and then when Lexi came up to him and said, mm. oh, look, Karen's made me this lovely jumper, upcycling. Yeah. Well, you know what the writers are doing? They're doing the Ben cares for Lexi, so the audience will have to care for Ben. But really, he's doing way more horrible things. But he's doing it for, well, on this instance, selfishly, he's doing it for himself mm. and Lexi. Because for his own self-appreciation, he's taking care of Lexi. And he seemed to be quite concerned about Lola as well. It's funny. But do you think he was more concerned about Lola because of Lexi? So he was afraid that he would have to say to Lexi, oh, yeah, your mum, she's not coming home <laughs> Yeah, tonight. I should actually bring you up now. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to look after you. <laughs> but um, also the thing with Martin doesn't really make sense how he has this spanner... But, like, Phil doesn't seem to care. The police aren't really looking for anyone. No, it's, it's the, the case has been wrapped up, but then yeah. I suppose it can reopen, I guess. Yeah, but they could just say, Ben told us to, he he stood over Phil and watched him. And then they'll both, like, mm. they could easily double bluff Ben. I think you're right. And, and also, the... like, the fact that at the end of the week, he double-crossed Martin and says, I've got a recording of you. And then Martin phones Stacey and says, you can't come home. But, like... Why can't well, Stacey? No, Stacey, Stacey can could, come yeah, home. Martin needs the one to go. But then maybe then would Ben then lean on Stacey if Martin was then the one... Yeah, Stacey would just hit him. Yeah, with a spanner. <laughs> we'll all be going round in circles again. I mean, that's spanner. So there's so many like things that like are yeah. a bit silly with this. Loose ends don't, don't quite like match it. up. No, I do. It's I the agree. first like dud of the new era. Like, I've just felt like, oh, really? I think there's a lot of holes here. They're desperately trying to shoehorn characters in the most dramatic way they can yeah but like these brothers have been added we said we didn't really need them last week Mm. but there's that daniel hardcastle from earlier who put louise in the container and his gang why couldn't this gang be the same gang yeah because they could still be seeking revenge even though they've been threatened to not try that again yeah it would make good sense for that to be Mm. the case and also they announced daniel hardcastle as if he was going to be this more full-time character and just never really came to fruition Mm. we've just got these two brothers who are kind of unlikable karat seems quite cool correct is great and i won't have a word said against him why is he great don't say because he looks pretty (laughs) it's not just that he dresses well (laughs) he doesn't wear socks i've already discussed this already last week compared to jags i guess he just looks amazing he's a much um, i don't this sounds awful he's a much more he's already a rounded character you can get he's quite Mm. threatening although it was a bit stupid when he was like what are you doing jags we don't take women oh yeah he threatens lexi to um Ben, yeah, which is a female and a child. Yeah, so we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't kidnap women, but children, they're fair game. Let's take yeah. one of them. Female children, that's fine. Yeah, just do it. But he's, he's, you know, you can tell that he's got some kind of not an empire, but some kind of control here, and so he's someone to look out for. Well, Jags is just some, just I don't know. He's just, he's like the. Well, what we said last week, we said he's Minty slash Fat Boy slash Gary Hobbs, and that's exactly what he is. Yeah, yeah, rubbish. But um, Ben does give the spanner back to martin but also double crosses him and that's when he had a recording of martin stealing the car so martin is still ben's pawn in this game martin's stuck with ben still at the moment 
No, Stacey can't come home and the uh, trouble continues. I mean, this time at least he has something which is quite criminal so he can use it against Martin. And mm. I did forget that Martin had been in prison recently. He's got previous. Yeah, because I said to you, I said, oh, I doubt they're going to do anything too nutty. Mm. Although the police did go to... Well, first of all, because Martin had been double-crossed, he did get quite angry with uh, Ben and kind of give him a, quite a beating. Yeah, another beating another for one. Ben. Yeah, his little <laughs> soft head. There isn't one character who hasn't hit him, is there? Ian? Maybe. Arshad hasn't. That's true. Yet. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and so, and, and in the beating, though, he brings up a really, again, a real blast on the past oh, history. Yeah, I forgot about that. I should have thrown you off that bridge when I had the chance yeah. and made fun of him. You wet your pants when I was at the top of there. And it was like, wow. It's mm. like, I completely forgot that Martin did that. Yeah, and that, you know, Martin thought, you know, I've done it here, but no, Ben was like doing his things. He got a reef made pretty quickly saying Fowler on it. Which was in poor taste. <laughs> and Ben didn't really think it through know, very well. Is, again, Ben, we've been saying this for a year. Ben, he tries to be this hard man, does something and then mm. realises, oh, wait, actually, that doesn't really mm. work. And again, but again, it's his character trait. And again, they wrote it in mm. perfectly. So he did this nasty thing, not thinking that Beck had <laughs> tried to commit suicide. So perhaps... The connotations yeah, are more related to that. Bex Fowler. Yeah, yeah. He said to me, "It says Fowler. Yeah, that's my daughter. <laughs> you blooming idiot." Should have gone with Martin if you want to be that clear. Yeah. God. Or just done it like a big pineapple reef to show his fruit and vegetable. But um, yeah, that's where we are for them. And um, not much more to say really. I'm just deeply upset by the storyline this week. Why are you upset? It was rubbish and stupid and ridiculous. It did. It, yeah. I mean, I think after they did the scene with the i just can't get my head around the spanner of how that was incriminating because it really <laughs> well, wasn't from the second lola was kidnapped to when lola was let free all of that was just a load of ridiculous rubbish in the middle for me oh so you quite like the kidnap bit no in the warehouse no all of that oh, oh, oh including yeah that. all of that oh rubbish do you think Sorry. it's because of jags <laughs> obviously i don't, like, jags I don't like the cards i don't like 10k now tomorrow i don't like all this the Karat and Jags um, story is kind of finished now. He's paid his debt off. He got Martin to steal the car. They gave it to him. Done. Yeah, Wiped we'll clean. But that's the ben funny thing. Ben want revenge. Yeah, but what? To cor- cor- yeah. Corrie? Yeah, you embarrassed me. You embarrassed the Mitchell name. It would be all that rubbish. Yeah, but it? Ben was genuinely frightened of them. This was a really weird... Oh, was he turned on by them? <laughs> Maybe. Like all of us were. But no, he was <laughs> genuinely quite frightened by them. But the fact he made Martin go into the warehouse to do the job for him, mm. don't you think that's really odd? It's like Ben did that to him. So do you think Martin will get Jags and Karat on his side? No, they're going to have a rivalry, aren't they? Mitchell's versus the... No, no, Martin gets them on his side oh. against Ben. No, Martin's not clever enough for that. He's Arthur Fowler, isn't he? He ain't got yeah, a clue. True. He's going to go to his allotment and do some digging and chill out. Okay, fair enough. Right, we're going to move on now quickly to our game, and then we've got the rest of the week to chat about. Right, are you ready for your first test since our summer break? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm ready. Um, I've got my thinking cap on. Good. I'm ready to go. I've got the uh, sp- I've got the spirit of Libby inside of me. <laughs> well, this is Libby Fox's degree of excellence, where I ask you. Four multiple choice questions, one from each episode of the week. I'm missing Freshers' Week for this, Ben. No, it's fine. <laughs> Get to university. You can do it. Right, so you ready? Multiple choice, and I'm asking you inane questions from things that happened during the episodes. Yep, I'm ready. Okay, right, so question one. What was Daniel waiting for at the cafe when Rainy was working? Kept shouting out to her, I'm waiting for this. Mm, very impatient. Was it A, coffee, B, tea, C, slice of cake, or D, a sandwich? 
I'm trying to think what he was complaining about. I, it, I do remember. I do remember. He says something like, oh, I'm I'm really choking on this dry slice of cake. This imaginary slice of cake, I think he says. So I'm going to say C, slice of cake. C, cake is correct. Oh, ding, one point. <laughs> right, question two. What were the guys watching on TV when Lola was taken hostage? <gasps> Was it A, a football? Was it A, a football match? Was it B, a music video? Was it C, a home makeover show? Or D, a period drama? What? No. <laughs> it was a game show, wasn't it? No, uh, no. That's what Lola was watching. Oh, gosh. Okay, so what sorry. were those the the two mob guys on that sofa in that warehouse? Oh, what were they watching were in they the warehouse? Watching? Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought, okay, right. So, hmm, it was. I think it was a home makeover show. I just remember thinking it looked like a BBC daytime show. <laughs> so C, home makeover show? Yeah, I'm going Not with Not a that. period drama? No, it wasn't a period... No, period drama would be an evening show. Unless they got a DVD box set. <laughs> well, I was amazed they had an aerial in Not there, to be honest with you. Not a football game? No. No, no, it couldn't have been a football game. They could not have hooked up satellite or cable television in that warehouse. If they could have, have, I mean, they could, again, they could be watching a DVD, I guess, of the best of season four certain football team, generic number one. Mm. No, I'm going to stick to Home Makeover Show. Because okay, I think so... that's the kind of show they'd watch. A bit of, a bit of changing rooms. Well, they need to do it in that warehouse, don't they? They certainly do. Yeah, they're getting tips. ideas. Yeah, tips. So that is correct. Oh, thank you. Yes, it was a Punjabi makeover show, which were they watching. So there you go. I didn't know specifically Punjabi. Yeah, you could hear them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could hear them. Okay. Right. So question three. This is episode, the third episode of the week. So what did baby Abby have for breakfast when Kathy looked after her? <laughs> God, so... Was it A, two eggs and an orange? She loves oranges. That's a lot for a baby. Was it two bowls of porridge and a pear? She loves a pear. <laughs> was it two rashes of bacon and a banana? She loves bananas. <laughs> Or was it D, two bottles of milk and an apple? She loves apples. I mean, two of any of those things seems like quite a lot for a baby. Although it's not Baby Abby, it's Toddler Abby, trademark. True. I'm going to go for the porridge. What would Kathy make? I reckon Kathy would make porridge from scratch. She wouldn't go for that oats in the microwave rubbish. <laughs> and she'd have that with, was it a banana? A pear, that was. The banana oh. was two bashes of right, um, bacon. She would never give bacon, a salty snack like that, to a child. She, I don't think she gives that to her son anymore, since his diabetes. <laughs> what about scrambled eggs and orange? I don't think a child... Could, I don't think a child should be given scrambled eggs. I mean, I've, I've never looked after a child. Should a child be given any fruit at that age, really? To well, I munch think a pear's it all up, okay. If they've got oh. a couple of teeth, they can gnaw into it. <laughs> but the porridge is still soft and squidgy enough mm. for them to kind of just, you know, sup on it. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with that and say porridge and a pear. So B, two bowls of porridge and a pear. Two bowls seems a lot, though. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, okay. That's what Kathy gave her. Very hungry porridge. baby. That's a lot of food for a baby. I mean, I couldn't eat that in the morning. <laughs> That's ridiculous. She's a growing girl. Right, question four and the final question. You could get a home run here. I know, I'm really doing well. What was the club called that Grey got in a fight at? Oh, boo. Okay. Did you hear Jack's mumbling correctly? <laughs> What would Dots say? Was it A, Darts Nightclub? Darts. Darts Nightclub. D-A-R-T-S. D-A-R-T Nightclub. Okay, Darts. What I've got written down. Yeah. Uh, B, Midnight Club. (laughs) C, Fairham Nightclub. Fairham. Yeah. Or D, Zone Nightclub. (laughs) Where would Grey go? Midnight Club (laughs) seems seems a bit seedy for a (laughs) Grey. Fairham nightclub, as in Fairham, as in in Portsmouth, Fairham. I don't know, which is what he said. 
Wait, no, he's, did he say Fairham? <laughs> I can't confirm or deny nothing. Uh, Fairham doesn't sound right. Fairham sounds like, it sounds specific to the location of Fairham. Mm. Because why would you say, fa- in what conversation would you say, that's a Fairham? <laughs> no, no, not Fairham. I'm st- I think it's either Dart or Zone. Mm-hmm. It's Grey in the Zone. Or, or was he bullseye? <laughs> um, was it Midnight Club? It wasn't Midnight Club. Midnight Club is such a cheesy name. <laughs> if someone ever texted me and said, oh, would you fancy going to Midnight Club tonight? I'd be like, no. Greywood. The name's rubbish. Um, no, he wouldn't. Um, I'm going to say, oh, please be right, Zone. So D-Zone, D-Zone Zone Nightclub. Nightclub. <laughs> that is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> the correct answer was A, Dart Nightclub. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Dear. I was going to say dark. You were, but you didn't. Can we re-record this, no. please? If it's an answer, pots and pans, you wouldn't need a tinker, says Lou Bill. That is true. Can, can I, I go back? Can I quickly drop a, uh, a promo for while what? we're here? Keep listening to the show, guys, because later on there'll be an opportunity for you to win a prize this Christmas when I'll be asking you a question about what happened on this week's show. Oh, so yeah. taking my game. I did it last week. <laughs> I, well, I did this last year. Yeah, no, that's true. But last week there was a question, and there'll be another one this week. Well, you got three out of four correct. Okay. So, what's that? A Louise Mitchell out of a Bex? No! No. Out of a Bex? Bex, is, Bex hasn't gone to university. Oh, that's true. Bex I'd say gone it was... down the list now. Yeah, I'd say it was a... Dotty? A Kirsty no. Branning? No, I'd say it was a, a Bernie <laughs> leaving a chess game a bit early. <laughs> To help Ted's heart attack. Yeah, basically. Well, there you go. That was another riveting edition of Libby Fox's Degree of Excellence. Now it's time for another opportunity for you to win a piece of EastEnders Weekly merch, which you can find on our website, bit.ly slash eewmerch. Each week, I shall be giving a new question, and if you answer the question by replying to our Twitter, Instagram, or by email, you'll get one free entry into the prize draw, which will be picked at the end of the year. This week, the question is, why can't Kat go to Daniel Cook's memorial with Jean? Is it A, she has the Vic's toilets to clean, B, she has to go to Tommy's assembly, or C, she's keeping an eye on Mo to keep her out of trouble? If you know the answer, reply to us on Twitter at EastEndersWeek, on Instagram at EastEndersWeeklyPodcast, or email, just put in the title competition2, EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com with your answer. You can enter up to three times each week, so give it a go, and you may win a piece of EastEnders merch, which you can also visit bit.ly.eewmerch and find some for yourself. We sell t-shirts, hats, mugs, and even dog scarves. So visit bit.ly slash eewmerch And don't forget to enter the competition. A new question will be out next week. Good luck. Well, Granny Smack was back with full force this week. Literally giving Rainy Smack. Yes, I know. She's moved on. She's gone to much, much harder stuff now. Apparently, the Albert has um, a drug problem, which we didn't know about. Well, this basically answers the question we've been asking for weeks, which is what is Tina running away from (laughs) after she got the order wrong with (sighs) Kathy Mm. at the Albert? And the reason she was running away is because she knew that the Albert... Mm. Had a drug and the police problem. had been to her, and, didn't bother telling Kathy. And didn't bother telling Kathy. Why was she hiding she this? Rubbish. Yeah, but why was she hiding this from Kathy? Don't what know. what was she hiding? Is is this a new story where Tina's addicted <laughs> to something? 
I don't know. It's I mean, so it, confusing, though. All it says to me is that the reason Tina stayed with her job in the Vic for so long was because it was family. Well, she kept her job for so long. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. She's been manager of the Albert. She messed up the first launch night and came mm. out to take over. She still kept her job somehow. She she messed up quite messed a up lot. Messed up the orders. Yeah. Now she's not even told her about a drug problem that the police have been investigating. Didn't tell Kathy. Yeah. So that's three strikes. Mm, Bring useless. back Kim. Let Kim be yeah. the manager of the club. She was doing or a Kathy. wonderful job. <laughs> Well, no, Kathy's busy. She's just hopping from one job to the next. She's now got baby Abby. Full-time babysitter, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She's got to look after Rainy, making sure everything's okay with her. Mm. I mean, lots of mistakes for Kathy this week. Again, for like the third week in a row. Mm. It's making me very hard to root for my Kath, but I'm still going to root for her. She's trying her hardest. I think she's just she's just doing Over too much. Yep, yeah. it's all too much is happening to her at once. She's taking the responsibility of the world on her shoulders. Mm. Plus, the... She still looks younger than Max. Yeah. So that's taken up a lot of time. She's confided quite heavily in Max this week, didn't she? A mm. very strange partnership between them very two. Very trusting. Mm. Um, and it's all going back and forth and back and forth between them all. But Rainey's lying to Stuart because she's taking pills still. And drinking. And drinking. Well, kind of drinking, mm. but not. Yeah. But he, he's proud of her and he's supportive of her. So she did feel guilty, so she got rid of the drink. Mm, the vodka. Because um, she had a trial day at the cafe. Again, very Ian... Donna Ludlow, that was. Yeah, it wasn't Ian a horrible no, guy know, yeah. like not no nothing redeeming born. yeah no. no pete bill yeah he's yeah he's his father's son he just doesn't <laughs> which is the worst thing you could possibly be completely oh so yeah he was just horrible like purposely horrible as well like rainy to be fair rainy was there on her own mm. it was busy didn't... she didn't really have any training or anything no. and he was just walked out on her didn't know about the extra mugs in the cupboard <laughs> kept that one a little secret didn't he yeah although you would look around the or cooking busy area woman. she had cake to bake yeah but she was busy because she kept washing up all the mugs that she kept using <laughs> but um, it reminded me of donna like because donna kept asking for like a trial there didn't she mm. at the time but they never gave her the chance and but i think also... that's why kathy said to ian no let's give her a chance actually mm. but she blew it well she also wanted a job with her mum didn't she she mm. wanted to work on the knitting store with kathy mm. and uh, although kathy i say refused. i just said um Don um rainy blew it she didn't actually ian just randomly said you're not getting paid even no, though rainy did a perfectly good yeah. job she did do a pretty good job you can't just can... not pay her no i mean okay there were a few plates that hadn't been picked up and there was a few you know That's it looked normal. a bit I was going to say, on a busy day, who knows how busy it was. And she was left on her own as well mm. to run the cafe. Like No no one's superhuman like Kathy. <laughs> yeah, Kathy can do it. Yeah. Or... Although I've noticed the cafe walls have got mud up them there's when she was sitting in that. her booth. Yeah, there's more than just that. They've really, they've really mucked up yeah. the uh, cafe a bit. There's the like, slashes in the seating booths Is as well. There? Yeah, the tables look like they've like the, the cloth on top has been ripped off because it looked like it had been glued on. <laughs> they've been ripped oh, off. Really? Yeah. So go in no, I like it. That's a bit of realism to it. I reckon um, Kate Oates just went in there one evening when everyone had gone home, just like, right, I'm destroying the hell out of this place. <laughs> Started throwing muck at the wall. Just a typical EastEnders yeah. um, trash a room yeah. scene on her own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got a buyer out, started drawing <laughs> dirty cartoons on the walls. Oh, but yeah, horrible cafe. The Albert's got drugs, but they keep the drugs in the safe, which was, I thought this was a bit of a random storyline, but it linked into the rainy storyline mm. eventually because these drugs that the police keep for like the week and then collect them all at once. Kathy helped herself. Yeah, she did. To, to a baggie. Do dabs, you know. For, maybe that's why she's so lively. Maybe the, that's how she keeps up. Yeah. Are the police not going to wonder where that bag went? Surely they have record of everything they kept in that um, oh, I don't, safe, I don't, don't think? think they would keep a record. No? No, they just throw it in the safe. You you can, <laughs> I, I mean, she's probably meant to keep a record, but then she could just... She didn't know about just it. Just get a, a, you know, a pen and cross Also, how did she not know about all the drugs in the safe? Did she not look in the safe ever? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> What's these bags? Who runs the Albert? <laughs> Who actually runs the Albert? No one. The gays. 
Yeah, it runs itself. It runs itself. <laughs> like the door's just left open 24-7 <laughs> and people just come and go in and out. It's like there's a an honesty box yeah. like in the corner. So like if you get yourself a drink, just pop a pound in there, you'll be fine. But um, Kathy's like many mistakes. She gave the bag of drugs to Rainy and said, if you're not an addict still, prove mm. yourself. Because she saw her tip the bottle of vodka away, but she thought she'd drunk it. Yes. But she hadn't. She's jumping to conclusions again. Can I just say also that Kathy had only just found out about the drug problem in the Albert the same day she gave the drugs <laughs> to Rainey. So did they collect those drugs on the same day? Because you think drugs would be more pushed in the evening. Mm. No, I'd just been there for a few days in the safe. She hadn't looked in. Also, I'm insulted that the one place that has the worst drug problem in the whole of Walford is a gay nightclub. That we know of. I find that insulting. The Vic had it last year, though, mm. with Aiden. That's true. Yeah, but that was because of Aiden. That was one specific well, problem. still around. He used to own the Albert, remember? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Might be the same drug <gasps> Maybe man. he's the one pushing him. Yeah, he's the one who got it all set up. Yeah. And he's going to come back and have Kathy in his sight. <laughs> Kathy and Aiden should date. Yeah, that'd be, be a super hot. couple. Yeah, they would. I'd like that. <laughs> I'd watch that. But no, Rainey's like, tells Stuart, I'm clean. Kathy's done this. Look what Kathy's done. I'm clean. Yeah. So he goes in, nearly strangles Kathy. Who's Stuart? Yeah. Yeah, Stuart was evil. Really, well, again, you're, what are you meant to think about Stuart? It's really tricky, mm. isn't it? He's still unhinged, isn't he? He's still got that dark side to him. Mm. But he, he got really angry toward Cathy. But then when later, when Max says a few nasty home truths to Rainey, he doesn't do he doesn't the same. Stand up as yeah, he doesn't stand up to him. And really, Max is the one who needs a good Oh, snack. yeah. I'd um, help that. But yeah, he strangles Cathy and threatens her. Mm. But then we also get the true side of Rainey because her hair's all frizzy still. She's not straightening it. Her straightens broken. Yeah, she needs a bit <laughs> bottle of frizzies in the shower. <laughs> um, but no, she's actually smoking a crack pipe, which is quite extreme from her painkillers for her mm. ribs to this. It really has escalated, hasn't mm. it? It's escalated quite quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, that's not good. Now she's on that. It's not an easy thing to get off that. But again, is that crack she's bought herself or was that something she I kept? I think that's she kept from the um, baggie that Cathy gave her. Cathy, yeah. So once again, Cathy's um, <laughs> yeah, unknowingly... Given her... Well, knowingly. Yeah. But she was testing her, wasn't she? Mm. She said that... And she know, failed. Like, but Cathy doesn't know that. <laughs> But again, it, it's because of Max this has kind of all started. Max is playing. He married very... her in the first place. Well, his fault. Not as far back as yeah, that. Yeah, his fault. Okay, fair enough. But Max is Max is very clever at planting the idea onto people and mm, then just and watching. Standing back. Yeah, and watching the fireworks go off around him. I mean, this must be his plan because I think he's thinking that the only way he's going to get Rainy out of his life is by basically getting her back on the drugs. And he mm. kind of says... Addict's an addict. Exactly. He says that to Cathy, doesn't he? An addict mm. is an addict. And no eventually sympathy. she'll, you know, she'll... At some point she'll slip up. But Cathy decided to put it upon herself to manufacture this mm. slip up early on. Yeah. She's trying to do good, where Max has just written her off. Mm. And Max, you know, he should be sympathetic. He was imprisoned for a year. He was self-harming. He should know what it's like to be low. Mm. But no, once again, Max... Top. Also, where's Ruby? Is Ruby helping out? Ruby had a pen on her face this week, and that was it. That's all we saw of Ruby. Yeah, she Charlie Chaplined. (sighs) I mean, Mm. again, Ruby's just kind of been the Ruby and Max story. I thought this was going to be a. I don't know. I thought there'd be more to it than there actually was. She was interviewed at Inside Soap magazine. Uh, It's Inside Soap Awards. Not a spoiler because literally. There's literally nothing happening with Ruby where even the actress couldn't pick it up. (laughs) So like the woman kept asking her like, "So what's going to happen with you and Max?" And she was like. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be lots of twists and turns there. Oh, that's and, just a generic yeah. answer. And then she's, so she was like, oh, well, what else is going to have Ruby get up to? And she's like, it's great being back. It's like being a family. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. And it's like, come on, give us a bit more love. Um, but she couldn't. She just kept saying that. And she said, I think she's going to go to and from lots of different guys and be her own woman and stuff. And it's like, 
this is the most generic sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> like, there's not nothing coming up, I don't think, for Ruby. So I mean, if you're weird. if you're not getting the call to the executive producer's office. To be fired. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. If you're not getting the call, I think it's a oh, yeah, slow... Oh, yeah, storyline for you. Yeah, it's a slow mm. burn death, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even the woman interviewing her, she said, because you and Max aren't together anymore. She was like, oh, I think we are. I think we are. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's the same as us. Are they together? We yeah. have no idea. I mean, to say I think they are, knowing full well that, that her... <laughs> also, she's had a script and she's about, what, two, three months ahead mm. of us? Christmas they're filming right now. Yeah, so, mm-mm. I'm sorry... Ruby. I, I think Ruby's on the uh, cards yeah. for unemployment. Mm. Get her P45 on the way out. <laughs> but um, She said, actually, she said, oh, she's been filming some scenes of Danny Dyer, which has been fun. <laughs> so Again, quite generic, though. Yeah. I could say that. You could ask me when I come <laughs> home from work one day, what have you been doing today, ben, um, Alex? And I'll say, oh, I've just been filming some scenes with Danny Dyer. It's been fun. <laughs> It'll be fine. So yeah, Ruby's a bit empty at the moment, but we've got... Empty vessel. Yeah, we've got um, Rainy, who's just on a downward spiral, which who knows if she's ever going to get out of it. Like when she's um, clean, she's quite a businesswoman. She's all smart and dressed. She has all these smart dresses. I know, it's such she's... a shame. Because yeah. I, I really was excited about Rainy coming back. Because mm. I do like the character Rainy, but I don't like the character Rainy when she's so desperate low. and low. Mm. Don't get me wrong, the actress is amazing. She plays the part excellently. But, mm. but the like... character's fun when she was... She had her head on her, but she was still like quite horrible to characters. Mm. She was a bit feisty. And she was feisty with Stuart as well. And now the fact that she's... Like she had that kind of relationship with Stuart, which was a bit dangerous. And now mm. the fact that... It's just a bit of damp squib. Yeah, she's just now reliant on Stuart. It just doesn't feel the same. Mm. It was nice when they were both almost as... Crazy as each other. Yeah, as crazy mm. as one another. And so they were kind of bouncing off each other's derangement. And mm. so they were able to be it makes me, exciting. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder what Stuart will be like when he finds out that Rainey's been lying to him and she is like an addict again. Oh, I think Whether he'll drop he'll her be... to the curb. Yeah, but will he like have the unhinged moment and be and take something out on her or... Mm. get rid of her or say don't know how he'll react to that so that could be interesting hopefully yeah i mean he's being lied to and that's one thing stuart doesn't like isn't mm-hmm. it stuart does not like to be played as a fool and i guess you could look at it that way too maybe he's being played by rainy and that's not something stuart's very keen on no. yes very exciting right so moving on to our last story of the week which is r.i.p to daniel cook or he is died <laughs> or has he i do think it was a bit sudden when she just got that phone call and there's like daniel's dead it's like oh that was the most pointless character mm. i've ever seen but seems like there could be a bit more to him yeah i mean it doesn't i don't know if this means that we're going to see daniel again in the future mm, that's what i was wondering but um he d- he basically fakes his own death and has a memorial where does he have that memorial in Wolverhood. Yeah. Which we've in, never seen in him the before. community centre. He's never been in Wolverhood mm. his whole life. I mean, at least they didn't try to make out that he has been kind of hovering around. It's like, oh, I remember this market when oh, yeah. Pete Bill used to work <laughs> here or something like that. At least at least they've kind of made out mm. that he did. I suppose he did it. He did say, and he admitted he did the memorial for Jean. It was a way of not hurting her because he didn't want her to see him mm. die. Because they kissed last week, didn't they? Mm. And then he, you find out he didn't actually die, but he wanted Jean to, like, him to die now before she got too like attached to him yeah, in like, she a weird way yeah he's fallen in love with her and he knows that she's fallen in love with him mm. and he thinks it's a dangerous thing to basically have these emotions with one another and he's he's offloaded his advice to her which is basically don't let people walk on you sometimes it's okay to give people a few home truths mm. to be honest with them um and he, she and jean did do her first one this week when he said when she said to kush about Chantel. So she's taking oh, his yeah. advice, heeding it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he just doesn't want her to see him waste away and disappear and, and remember him for what he becomes yeah, rather than end. what he still is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of sweet. 
but at the same time it you know jeans jeans had such a difficult few months and really i think daniel's support was the thing that was kind of keeping her going mm, but this hurt that she's feeling now she would have been feeling it like within a few months anyway i guess mm. so what he's done is cut the strings early but the question on is his terms it's, he likes doing things on his terms that's true he? that's true he's very very much that I kind guess. of guy the question is though will he bump into her again because obviously he's not going to go anywhere mm, that's what i'm thinking because if they, even if they do they just have to have because he's going to die like that's been confirmed that he's been to doctors nurses we've seen it on screen mm. So, like, even if he does come back into her life, we're going to have to have this memorial again. So, I don't know if that is it. Is that the way Daniel leaves? Like, he's, we just don't ever hear. Yeah, it him. might be in the newspaper, mightn't it, that Daniel, if Daniel dies again. Mm. Um, so, it, it'd be a bit like when Cat died, KS by Mo, she'll put, like, a cheap advertisement in the newspaper. But when... even the neighbour which found him wasn't real. He paid him. I don't know if he was an actor or not, though. I think it was a friend, but I think what he paid. Think? I think so because mm. the way they were talking that between Daniel and the guy, his oh, neighbour, like they known each other. They knew they? each other. Yeah, yeah there true. was that. I, I'm surprised in Daniel a little bit because I know Daniel's a very self or perceive himself as being quite self-confident, able to look after himself. But we saw the scenes last week when he was with the doctor and Jean basically had to speak for him because he was getting frustrated and flustering mm. over his words of him saying, I want to die on my own terms. And I think I've, I've just got a feeling that something's going to happen that Daniel's going to need Jean's help again. And so he's, she's going to hear from him one last time. I don't think it's going to be a bump into one another scenario where Jean's like, I thought you were dead. Mm. More, he's going to get in touch with her because something... What could he need though? But, well, maybe she, when he's actually like on his last on the week or something he might be like oh actually i want to um i want gene here or something maybe mm. he'll get her into the hospice or something maybe maybe i do, I do think it was a shame though because i quite liked daniel again i'm a bit biased because i love adrian abenson and i love him, <laughs> his past characters mm. and, in comedies but that picture of daniel though was amazing it was hilarious like the funeral. yeah he looked like a rabbit in headlights that picture <laughs> he took of him in his little bow tie mm. I um I want a photo just like that when I die. I just want to make that clear right now. If anyone turns up, wow! With my... You might be like Daniel. He got to see you turn up to his. Very lucky. Well, he had a few people considering he hurt a lot of people along yeah. the way. Um, he had a quite a turnout for his funeral. Mm. Although really. he did spot a few people who he said hated him, so he was surprised that they were there. But you know, but yeah, it'd be interesting and kind of. I kind of think that maybe it'd be quite cool if that was the last we saw of him, and just mm. don't know when he dies. I think we will hear from him at least once mm. more like like you said maybe an article in a newspaper mm. or something maybe she'll get like a christmas card like from x or something but from the gray no but like from him but he's not signed it but he's had to send it or something like that or maybe when he does die he's left in his actual will something for gene so some all of a sudden something will arrive for a her. windfall they do yeah. like the windfalls on EastEnders, mm. don't they they like characters who suddenly get five thousand pounds out of <laughs> she can blue. compare it to a dot with dr leg can't she yeah well who did better dr millionaire she's got houses to buy <laughs> glasses to try on she's got cancer houses to buy yeah do you think that they might bring him back for halloween week He'll be a ghost and Jean will be like, oh. oh she'll, yeah, he'll turn up and yeah. she'll think he's a ghost mm. in her weird, weird ways. Maybe that would be creepy. And a bit silly. Yeah, but that's his standards at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it's all fun. Well, there you go. That was the week all wrapped up in a little package. Exciting. I think we've got a little bit of time to read out a few comments and find out who won the week. We have. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. So it's the part at the end of the show where we discuss who had won the week on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram poll. 
We're not ones to gossip, Ben, but we like to read out other people's gossip on our social medias as well. So mm-hmm. we read out some of your comments that you've sent to us throughout the week. But before we do any of that, we like to go into Ben's time hole and find out who won previous weeks in EastEnders on the Square of Wolford. Yeah. Come out the other end. That's <laughs> what I like to do. <laughs> More youthful and better looking. Is your time hole a fountain of youth? Kathy goes in there regularly. Does she? Does she? Does she have a, a visitor's pass to her time hole, an <laughs> annual pass? Um, right, so a few birthdays this week. You didn't say if Kathy has an annual pass. I'm not telling you, it's Sorry. a secret between me and Kathy. A <laughs> um, few birthdays, 11th of October 1959, mm. we had Carmel Jackson born. You wouldn't think she was that old. So how old was she when she was in EastEnders then? 59? Mm. She oh. 60s. Carmel. Sorry, I'm thinking of Original Carmel. Original Carmel. Not Shaquille's. Yeah, no. that's what I'm thinking. 1959. Yeah. So she was in her 30s almost, her late 20s when she was yeah, dating Calvin. she dated Calvin. Calvin when she was 18 or 17. I never understood that. In the classic EastEnders episodes when like, the really young people, like Trevor mm, fancied... Like 14-year-olds. Yeah, fancied yeah. the 15-year-old girl. But it seemed perfectly Normal. acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? What else can you do in the 80s? Right, 13th of October, 1993, Nancy Carter. Oh, so Mick's Nancy. daughter wasn't mentioned this week. That's a shame. Yeah. She, well, she's happily married now, isn't she, with Tamworth in Australia? That's true. And another one which wasn't mentioned, Lola. I know she was a bit busy this week getting kidnapped, but Jay Brown's birthday was on the 8th of October. Oh. 1994, he was born. God. You think that you could see her, like, walking up and down the market mm. looking for a present? Someone yeah, could just when, make he, a passing when comment. she got kidnapped, she could have been buying him a present, maybe? Yeah. What, what, would you, what, what market stall? Maybe it's Maggie's market stall. Or her sex stall. Yeah. It's like very, we know undercover. It's a very young relationship, isn't it? So maybe Jay would want something off Maggie's stall. <laughs> and the last birthday was Billy Jackson, which is why I'm leaving him till last. He was born on 15th of October 1988. And the episode that I watched this week was the 11th of October 2010 was when he died. Oh. Because I'm morbid that way. And do you know whose fault it was why he died? <laughs> vodka's. It was, it was vodka's fault, but do you know who gave him the vodka? Yes, yes, yes. She had a fringe at the time. Lauren... Branning. Mm. That too. So anyone who says, oh, Lauren Branning, oh, bring her back. She's lovely. Oh, she'd be great to be back. Just remember, she killed someone. <laughs> she laughed as well when they told her she, Billy would died. Mm. She laughed in Carol's face. Yeah. It's like is... a nervous laugh, but it was still a bit like, really? Disrespectful. Yeah, really disrespectful. Considering she knew that the reason she was visiting the Jacksons on that day was because they were showing respect. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, yeah, think twice about Lauren. <laughs> it was a very good episode though. I won't go into it. We're running low on time, but... Very good episode. The scene when she Powerhouse. finds the scene when she finds out when she's walking back from the betting shop. Mm. I saw, I looked over your shoulder and I could see you watching that, and that was a very powerful scene. Yeah, strongly recommend yes. it. I'm sure it's on YouTube if people dig it out. Have a look. Yeah, I put a clip on our Twitter as well for everyone mm. to watch. And also, it's a very strange time for EastEnders because there were two characters with the same name. Who? Billy Mitchell. Oh yeah, Billy, and Billy, and Billy Jackson. That's why they killed one. You see. That's what I reckon as well. They always do that. Why couldn't it have been Mitchell? Um. So. Thank you very much, Ben. It's time for Who Won the Week. As I say, we give you four stories and you choose the one that you you liked the most from the week. And the four options were Daniel's Memorial. Yeah, good twist. Rainy's Rebound. No, Kathy's No. <laughs> I don't mention that anymore. You don't like Granny Smack? No. <laughs> Taylor, <Can't cope. laughs> Taylor Family Trauma. Oh, that's boring, though. Mm. I was surprised by the outcome of that one. And um, originally, the next one was called Fowler Flawed. However... Thanks to at Jamie Coleman T on Twitter, he quite rightly said that it should be called Fowler Flowered. Oh, yeah, because of, of the reef. 
Yeah. So well done, Jamie Commenty. You get a gold star. Co-presenting. I was going to say, do you want to swap with me? Because you probably (laughs) have a week off. I was going to say, I need a week off. (laughs) I can feel something coming on in my throat. So, um, so can Balam. Callum. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Balam. So, who do you think won the week of those four stories? Martin, sexy Martin. Yeah. Really is doing things to me this week. Which I can't cope with. You have with. a thing for Martin Fowler. No, it's really strange. You posted at least two or three times how you... <laughs> you anyway, we've discussed this already. We yeah, don't need yeah. to discuss again. So yes, Fowler flowered. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> uh, came first with 40% of the vote. Fowler deflowered. Yeah, I bet you would. It wasn't Stacey on the end of that phone. It was you putting on that husky voice. <laughs> Daniel's memorial came second with 32% of the vote. I'm yeah, really pleased that came twist, second. Probably. I think it was a twist, but also I think the Gene and Daniel story, they could... Genuine, from the comments I've seen on Twitter, people want more from it. So I think mm. that might be why they had the twist. I don't know. It could have been a last minute afterthought. No. Anyway, third came Rainey's rebound at 15%. And final was Taylor family trauma. I mean, I'm a bit surprised because of that, in my mind, included the Grey and Chantel story as well. Yeah, so... but it was... Yeah. Anyway, thank you very the much. The worst was the Pan- Panama, Panaza brothers. Panaza. What are they called? Panazas? Panaza. Them. They were the worst, but they went on the pile, so... Mm. Well, that's why they went on there. <laughs> no one cared. So uh, a few comments. Thank you again for everyone who commented on our social medias. I'll read out where you can find us at the end of these, at the end of the show. So first of all, in relation to Jags and Karat, because you've just mentioned them, I oh, might yeah. as well start with them. Richard Gold on Facebook said, I'm going to give them some more time to see how they develop and see what the bigger story is going to be. But right now at this very early stage, they seem like the first big misstep of the Oaks and Sen era. And pretty unnecessary when the cast was otherwise in great shape mm-hmm. overall i agree the next three weeks of spoilers have like the same storyline by the way the car stuff oh okay three weeks of it well, i feel we have should have said a spoiler out there i don't know what it is i just know <laughs> that it's general car thing that upsets me well if you like spoilers don't forget to check out our spoilers on our youtube channel <laughs> i won't be doing them because i'll be about cars amy gillespie on our facebook again about jags says jags does strike me as a bit of a wally mm-hmm. but we will probably all end up loving him sooner or later just like i have with stewart but i did appreciate his cheeky little sing-along to little mix i'm glad you did amy <laughs> Because I certainly did not. No, it made me hate him more. Because he's going to be a two-dimensional cartoon character. I can see it. Mm, it's, it's worrying already, isn't it? At Mia underscore Clur. Sorry if I've mispronounced that. But she's on Twitter. And she's written, I doubt many will vote for Daniel's memorial against anything else we've seen this week. But I would like to say that I will miss Adrian Edmondson as Daniel. Him and Jean would have been a great couple together. Just to note, she was watching a rugby match, so she then later told me that she didn't realise that Daniel wasn't dead after all. But the relationship might be. Absolutely. We were talking about Dot's glasses as well on Twitter and at GordyGeorge88 says, like a Cockney Ina Sharples meets Elsie Tanner, Dot rocking the look. She's worn those glasses once before, just after she had the fall in June 2017. Was that when she fell over Colin the cat? Yes, with the cake and the table chair and all sorts. (laughs) At Mr. Underscore Plant Geek, friend of the show, oh, back. friend of the show, linking again to Daniel, says, I just knew that there was something up. Even when you consider who the actor is, they wouldn't waste it on just the pedestrian storyline they used. So he agrees. Gene and Daniel needs more. At- yeah, there's only so much more you can give him because he's dying within like a few weeks or months. Yeah, but there's obviously a lot more to give. No, well, we- there isn't. Let us know if you think this is the end of Daniel or whether there is more to come. 
I'd be very interested. One last final comment about Honey from at Jazim Sank on Twitter. Honey was amazing. I keep watching that scene of her giving Habiba some home truths in the kitchen over and over. And hopefully Emma Barton gets her own storyline once Adam leaves Wolford. Yeah, Emma definitely deserves more of a chance. And not with Billy. Mm, yes, keep away from Billy. Keep away from anyone horrible. Billy's not horrible. He's just... Eh, <laughs> he's just not interesting enough. You can get with Jags. I mean, Honey is really... <laughs> the character of Honey is really showing some, you know, interesting turns here. And it, mm. I just think it'd be... Again, to stop it halt again would be the whole Billy and Honey story. Well, she's on Strictly. Wasted. So when Kush was on Strictly, he came out and had that big storyline with Shaquille. So hmm. maybe they have big things for Honey coming up. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. So do contact us. You can find us on Twitter at EastEnders Week. You can find us on Instagram at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. You can also join our Facebook group. All you have to do is search EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Our group will pop up and click to join. You can find our YouTube channel where we have exclusive videos of spoilers each week by searching on YouTube EastEnders Weekly Podcast. And finally, the good old-fashioned email. It's funny that they're saying now email, email is old-fashioned. Yeah, it's old. It's weird. We need a we need a post office box as well soon. PO box. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you can send us Pat's earrings. Oh, yeah, send us gifts. Send us gifts. <laughs> send us money and gifts. Um, email us, eastendersweekly at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can enter our competition. The question was earlier on the show by entering on Twitter and Instagram and email, and you can get free entries for this week. The winner of that will be announced at the end of the year. What a nice little gift that will be for Christmas. It certainly will. Gosh, think about Christmas already. <laughs> Better get out and do some shopping on the market. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. It's always been a pleasure for you to come and join us. Mm, and we will see you or hear you, hear from you again next week.